Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host Laura Cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. Welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and today we're going to talk about sparkling all season long. And by all season, I mean, of course, through the holidays, but I also mean through the whole season of your life. Because let's face it, 2020 was a tough year. We have no idea what 2021 is going to bring, but... If you've lived for longer than, oh, two years, you're probably well aware of the fact that things cycle up and they cycle down. And once you think you've got it, quote, all under control, something happens and you lose control. And the same thing happens with skin and beauty. Once I think I've got it all under control, guess what happens? I age. <laughs> Something else happens. I develop a new wrinkle. I think, whoa, what are these jowls? What's going on? If you've ever caught sight of yourself in the little camera at checkout, you might know what I'm talking about, where you look at yourself and you go, oh, that is not me. And then it impacts the way that you feel all day long. So looking good is not just a superficial endeavor. When we look good, we feel good. When we feel good, we do more. We relate better. We're happier. We're more successful. I mean, it's true, and it is not superficial. That's why on today's show, I am bringing you Christy Hall, and she is amazing for a lot of different reasons, but she has written this book, Your Beauty Advocate, and she talks about skin health. And skin health really is the absolute backbone of beauty. She, she's so many different things. She's a certified physici physician's assistant. She's got nearly 20 years of experience and expertise, really, in cosmetic dermatology and medical aesthetics. She's the owner and operator of a prestigious medical aesthetics practice called Skin Appeal and of the Michael Christie Skincare Line, and she's in Tucson, Arizona. What I really appreciate about her, though, is it's not just about, oh, hey, let's do injections or, oh, hey, let's do Botox. She really talks about all of the different things that you can do and why. She's passionate about educating and simplifying the confusing world of skincare and beauty treatments. And she is an elite injector of dermal fillers and was the voted the most loved injector. So she is amazing. And that's why I really wanted her on the show today. So we can talk about all things beauty, all things skincare. I know you've probably been trapped inside and you're probably thinking, what can I do and why? So with that, welcome to the show, Christy. It is so wonderful to have you here to help my guests sparkle with beauty and joy. 
Well, thank you, Laura. That was quite the intro. <laughs> I appreciate that. And we have a lot of the same beliefs. I mean, the same things you just said are things that I say all the time. And that's why I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning here. Most of my listening audience is women. And we all want to look good. What is one of the things that we can do day in and day out to just help retain our youth, retain that glow and look and feel good every day? Great question. And yes, um, I think, you know, feeling good definitely boosts your self-esteem and makes you feel more confident. And when I I feel like you have that confidence, you uh, can do more and be more successful, just like you said. So um, I've kind of learned it from myself, you know, and my my whole journey started with this when I was in my 20s. And I had never had bad skin until my late 20s. And it was like, oh, my, Uh, (laughs) all that bad sun damage showed up as not so pretty brown spots. I was getting tons of wrinkles. I had ugly eczema, acne, and it really, really affected my self-esteem quite significantly. And I had gone to dermatologists. I tried just about everything and, and, you know, reading all the beauty magazines and kind of following all of that stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so confusing. And I was not getting any results that I wanted. And it wasn't until I found the field of cosmetic dermatology, didn't even know that existed (laughs) until I entered in it as my profession. And oh my gosh, I fell in love with it. So, you know, I like to break down the aging process and how you kind of, you know, approach that on making it very simple on looking at it on three different levels, you know, Number one, the easiest thing to do is a good daily skincare regimen. And we can talk a little bit more about what that means. You know, number two, doing a little bit of deeper collagen stimulation, anti-aging with a laser or chemical peel, that's really healthy for your skin. And sometimes to achieve the look that you want for yourself, you may need to go a little bit deeper with some Botox or some fillers. And sometimes even surgery comes into play. So, you know, I really, you know, kind of lay that out in my book, uh, Your Beauty Advocate, on how do you know where to go. But daily skincare, hands down, always your number one, just like you brush your teeth every day. Otherwise they fall out of your head, right? (laughs) We have to (laughs) take care of our skin to keep it most beautiful. Yeah. I like that you said that. And I like that you break it down into the layers because oftentimes people are very black and white about things. And they're, they're like, I'm not going to be plastic and I'm not going to be fake, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you're going to this extreme edge. I've had people say, you know, I don't want to be Michael Jackson. Well, let's think there's about 2 million steps between (laughs) extreme procedures that nobody is actually advocating and all of the things that you can do that will have those cumulative effects and impacts along the way to help you age better. So let's start from the very beginning and talk about that good daily routine. What can women do and what should women do daily to help their skin. Yeah, so um, this is something I'm really passionate about. Uh, You know, kind of on that same concept, I have patients come in all the time for consultations and, you know, and they want to look younger, but they refuse to wash their face. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with the basics. Let's have a pretty palette, beautiful, radiant, healthy skin, and let's start from there. You know, so I break down skincare into four simple steps as well. I try and make things simplistic because, uh, you know, again, beauty 
marketing is super overwhelming and confusing. And so if we kind of target these four steps on a daily basis, your skin's going to be amazing. So number one is washing your face twice a day. (laughs) And so washing your face morning and night, you know, really kind of preps the palate so that we can get all of our anti-aging serums and keep the skin super clean and healthy, help the healthy bacteria and the viruses that live on our skin. You know, they work symbiotically with us so they, you know, they're in a happy state (laughs) as well. And um, when I say cleanse, um, you know, I don't want any super harsh cleansers. We want really gentle ingredients in that. So I I steer away from like sulfates and sulfites and alcohols and more kind of plant-based foaming agents that are very gentle that are going to cleanse your skin without stripping all the oils out of it. Um, Number two is uh, we need to protect from the environment. You know, um, I live in Arizona. We get a lot of sun here. I grew up in the South. I mean, I was at the beach all the time. That's why all my bad sun damage showed up when I hit 30. I think that's when the magic number kind of switches over. Um, You know, so wearing a good sunblock every day. Sunblock needs to have zinc oxide or titanium dioxide in it as the active ingredient. If you don't have that and you're just uh, relying on SPF in your makeup, you're really not getting much protection, especially in these southern states where we get a lot of sun. And, um, you know, and again, antioxidants, we're loaded with pollution and free radical damage. So antioxidants like vitamin C, um, and there's a million other antioxidants that we can go to, but those actually help protect the cells from those environmental damage. So we have cleansing, um, uh, protecting the skin, Um, We have exfoliating the skin. Exfoliation is the major change that most people complain about um, as their skin ages. If you think of a child's skin, when you're 10 or younger, your skin is perfect, right? You never need moisturizers. Your pores are small. It's firm. It looks beautiful. And why is that? It's because it's an organ. It's functioning well, okay? Then we get hormones kicking in. We get pollution. We get diet. And we get all these kind of bad things kind of kicking in to make your skin become more dysfunctional. And the major change in that is your natural exfoliation process slows dramatically. So that shows up as dry skin, <clears throat> sensitive skin, rashy skin, me, I had eczema um, and, and acne and clogs pores as well. So increasing your natural exfoliation process, and that is not scrubbing your face, never, never, never scrub your face. Um, but ingredients like retinaldehyde vitamin A or retinoids, um, alpha hydroxy acids like glycolic acid, lactic acid, that will really kind of boost that natural exfoliation process and give your skin, whether you're oily or dry, it'll make it more normal, give it that beautiful radiant glow. And last but not least, we don't want wrinkles or saggy. No, we don't. <laughs> we want to stimulate that collagen production. <laughs> and, you know, there are certain ingredients that go on the skin that stimulate collagen beautifully. And again, those are your retinaldehyde vitamin A. And many of these products do multiple steps. The vitamin C, it gives you a little sun protection, but it also boosts that collagen. Um, peptides, growth factors, those are my powerhouse ingredients for kind of stimulating that collagen production. Nice. Something that you just said as you were talking about that, that I just honed in on and I want to bookmark it so listeners can hear this too. You said when we're 10, our skin looks beautiful because our skin is an organ. And I just want to, again, say that two or three more times. Your skin is an organ. Yes. It's it's your largest organ. (laughs) Yes, it is. And it's not superficial to take care of your organs. No, <laughs> you know, and I always say like your skin, um, you know, your, your body kind of takes care of your internal organs first. Your skin is kind of dealt with last, you know, so if you're seeing some dramatic, like not healthy looks on your skin, then there's some stuff going on in the inside too. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. I've heard people say uh, good skin begins in the gut. Yes. 
mm-hmm. with your diet and health. And I go into that in my book as well. Um, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the other thing that I wanted to circle back to before we move on to that next deeper stuff, um, you said that a lot of that sun damage came up for you around age 30. Well, listeners, you can't see her now, but she's absolutely beautiful and her skin is perfect. And what I want to kind of move into next is the idea that it's not necessarily one and done, you ruined it, it's all over, life as you knew it is done and you can never have good skin because you're past 30. Um, you, You said that you didn't have a problem until later on, you had the problem and now clearly you have addressed the problem. So let's talk about that, what we can kind of what we can realistically expect, like I'm getting some sunspots too. There's a big one right there that I'm pointing to. What are some of the realistic things that listeners can expect? Um, And what I mean by that is at a certain age, you do get some wrinkles. What is defying aging in a normal way versus what you can correct versus what you can't correct? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And this is, this is, you know, again, I love explaining these kind of things. And that's why I talk about the different layers of it's not just skincare. So I think so many people, you know, buy a lot of products with an unrealistic expectation. You know, you see these like videos or these, you know, pictures on, you know, social media. And it's like, oh my gosh, I've had a facelift from this cream. That is not possible. No. (laughs) Um, The reason is, is because when your face sags dramatically, it's not a skin issue. It's an under the skin issue. And under the skin, you're losing the support structure. You're losing bone and fat and muscle. And that is the most dramatic change that creates the sag. Now having that smooth, small pores, healthy glow, radiant look to your skin you know, reversing fine lines, keeping those away, all of that can be achieved with skincare. Um, Some brown spots like yours uh, can be improved upon with skincare. However, some can't. And that's when a laser needs to come into play. You know, and like I said, it is really healthy for your skin to do a laser or light treatment at least once a year. Um, You know, I, uh, and preferably, you know, every few months is really great for your skin as well. Like one of my favorites is the uh, Forever Young BBL by, um, Cyton, Stanford University did a study on that. Um, it's a photo facial. They proved on biopsy that if you do that on your skin at least once a year, it really slows the aging process dramatically. And what they did is they took an 80 year old woman's skin on her arm. You know, 80, it's pretty much not super healthy at that point. (laughs) And they started exposing the light to it. And so those certain wavelengths of light started to revert the skin so that when they looked at the skin under the microscope, it started to look like a 20 year old cellular um, tissue, which is exciting. You know, so, you know, thinking on those levels and and not only doing your daily skincare to support it, but sometimes just like going to the dentist, you get your teeth deep cleaned. Let's do a little deep, deep rejuvenation on your face, you know, (laughs) or, or the rest of your body as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, at any point, anything is reversible. You know, if you're later in life and you're 60 years old and you have some super deep wrinkles, then we might need to do something a little bit more aggressive, but I can certainly revert your skin back to, you know, 20 years younger quite easily. You know, it might take a little bit of trauma with a laser peel. <laughs> you're not going right. to like me for a week or so, <laughs> but you know, it's definitely achievable. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. So let's talk about some of those deeper things because you've got the daily. So that really addresses, like you were saying, some of the glow, some of the finer wrinkles. But then we've got that deeper stuff. You were talking about muscles, collagen, loss of fat, um, lasers, peels, just like creams, it gets confusing. Absolutely. Yeah, it gets confusing with the different lasers too, because I actually just went and had my first facial since COVID (laughs) last week. And I saw a new gal and she gives me this menu. And I kid you not, it's a tri-fold brochure with three different pages of options. And they all sound great. And they all do sort of the same thing, but not the same thing. And then what's this and what's that? And then what's the downtime? And then I went home and I started researching um, some like new thing that she was talking about. And it was like the plasma something. It wasn't the plasma facial. It was like, it melts the plasma skin. pen. Yes. Plasma pen, you know, and then I start Googling that and then I start getting 200 different results. Well, what about this? And what about, and pretty soon you go, I don't know. I know your book breaks a lot of that down, but can you break some of that down for listeners so they can kind of move ahead and be like, oh, lasers, oh, this, oh, and and know what to expect? Yes. So it can definitely get, you know, overwhelming and complex. And I think some of us get kind of bogged down into the paralysis of paralysis of analysis, you know, it's like, and then we just never make any, you know, forward action on anything. But basic rule of thumb is if you have deep, like a lot of sun damage, or you have deep wrinkles in your face, then you're going to need a more aggressive treatment. Okay. So that means you're going to have some healing time where we have peeling skin, maybe some swelling, those kind of things. So some of my favorite deeper treatments are um, like, I'm not a huge fan of the plasma pin. Um, there's another device called um, it's a plasma resurfacing. Um, so there's less, it's less traumatic to the skin than the plasma pin. That and looks pretty like, scary. And yeah. that's part of it too. You see the after pictures and you go, ah, <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we do have to have that. But, um, there, you know, there, the better treatments um, for deeper damage are like the Neogen, which is a plasma nitrogen resurfacing. So same concept, but a lot more effective um, and a lot uh, more gentle on the surface of the skin. Um, if you have some deep changes, you know, kind of the old gold standard was CO2 laser resurfacing. Um, not many people love those treatments anymore. More um, because it's, you feel like you look like you, yeah, red and raw and oozy. But it's a great treatment for um, you know that downtime. Yeah. And um, another one of my favorite treatments is halo laser. And that's one that I personally do once a year. I have um, melasma on my skin. So melasma is more of that hormonal brown pigmentation that we get on the skin. And for me, the halo does a little bit of everything. It does, you know, good collagen stimulation. It treats my melasma. I'm outside a lot um, because I do triathlons and running and all that stuff. So it helps kind of treat that deeper damage on the skin. So halo is one that I love as well. And it's super safe. 
safe. It's probably one of the safest lasers that I've ever used. Um, and so I think that's one that you can't go wrong with. And then like the BBL, which is those photo facials. The old version was the IPL. Um, oh, okay. So BBL is just the newer version, the newer technology of that. But those are really great in the right hands. You know, you also need to go to someone that knows what they're doing, you know, because you can also be damaged by some of these things. Um, you know, so go to someone with lots of experience. And, you know, if someone tells you you need to do five to 10 treatments of something, they probably don't really know what they're doing. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you need to go to someone that's going to push the push the um, level where we get get the change without you having to waste a lot of time or money on doing treatments. You know, so for a photo rejuvenation, I mean, really, you should only need two or three treatments max, um, you know, to really see a nice change on the skin. Chemical peels are superficial facials superficial so if you just want a little brightening maybe a little bit of discoloration evening then those are okay treatments to do but they don't expect them to have some dramatic effect because they're not deep enough to get that change so skincare is like the least i guess not really effective but for the least then the peels then the lasers Yes. For, for effectiveness. And However, defense. if we do a laser or a peel or anything and you're not doing your daily skincare, you've just wasted your time and money because it's going to revert back to that unhealthy skin and you're not going to maintain the results. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I have got a friend who did, I think it was the IPL several years ago. She looked amazing. Amazing. Then she went back to her regular lifestyle Drinking a lot, smoking all the time, sitting in the sun. Within a year, she looked the same. And it was, yeah, why, why bother? Exactly. Yeah. Now, you said something about in the right hands and that experience matters. I want to talk about that because some of the procedures are pricey. And... I have heard women say things like, oh, I just peruse the, you know, Groupon sites and things like that. And I, I get great deals on skincare. Things can go wrong. You can hurt your skin. Talk about what to look for when we're seeking somebody out. Like you said, cosmetic dermatology, you didn't even know that existed. I'm not sure, I don't want to speak for all of the listeners, but I'm not sure who knows what about what levels. And what guidance can you offer people in finding the right person? Yeah, so I, t I do talk about this in my book, but, um, you know, basically reading reviews and meeting with the person and maybe even meeting with a few different people to get a different feel for how, what they're recommending for you. You know, um, anyone that, you know, say, say, say a patient comes into me and they want like their dark circles treated. Okay. Yeah. And they went to, um, I, I write a story about this in my book. Uh, when the first story I started off with, cause I hear it so much. I, I, felt like I needed to put it in there. Um, she went to, you know, she, she's getting divorced. She's after 20 years, you know, she had never taken care of herself. She raised her kids and she wanted to feel more beautiful. And, you know, cause she was going to be entering a whole new part of her life, which was exciting for her. So she went to the 
department store, you know, and talked to them. She had brown spots, you know, dark circles. And of course they sold her $800 worth of skincare products. And, you know, fast forward to four to six weeks later, she sees no change. Okay. Um, Then she goes to what she thought the next level of professional would be as an esthetician. So then the esthetician made all these claims about let's do these little facials, these little peels, and you're going to see a dramatic change, you know? So again, there, neither one of those people, and, and it's not their faults per se, is maybe they're just not educated on the global picture. So going to someone that really can explain to you different options to really kind of hone in to give you the result that you want, <clears throat> not what they think that you need. Um, and so it's really just, you just have to find that connection. And it may take interviewing several different people till you find that person that you really feel like you trust and and can get the result that you want. And that's why I've been very successful in this. And it's really one of my pet peeves because what happened to me in my 20s was I had thought I'd gone to, I went to a dermatologist and you think, oh, God, they should know everything. And my skin was worse. <laughs> and it got me none of the results I wanted. Um, and it's because they think in their little medical, you know, side and they don't think globally about beauty and self-esteem and, you know, giving you all those things that you want. So, you know, I think it's just about interviewing people and that they explain it on different levels. Um, You know, one of the things is, you know, under the skin, like treating dark circles underneath the eyes, that is not a skin problem. It's a support problem. You know, we get the dark circle because the way the light hits the face, the only fix for that is filler. You know, if you want those to go away, we got to fill it up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Facelift won't do it. I mean, you could do fat injections, but it's still filling the area because then that lifts it out and we don't have a dark circle anymore. So don't spend thousands of dollars on creams because it's not going to do anything. What are some of the titles? You know, you mentioned the cosmetic counter, you Mm -hmm. mentioned dermatologist, you mentioned esthetician. What are some of the titles, the labels that listeners might need to know and kind of what they do and what they can expect from each. Because if you didn't know about cosmetic dermatology, my guess is most listeners are thinking cosmetics and dermatology. I don't know either. Yeah. And, you know, when I started in this 20 years ago, there wasn't much of (laughs) cosmetic dermatology. It was kind of a new field. But nowadays, most, most dermatologists have aesthetics as part of their practice, you know, and it may not be that the dermatologist is the specialist in it. They might have a PA like me or a nurse practitioner or even a nurse um, or a laser tech that is really more um, educated on that aesthetic side of things. You know, so if you're looking for a practice, you know, you can come see me in Tucson. Yes, I think that's our number one. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, you can kind of Google and see what, what practices around are offering what I'm looking for and then read reviews, (laughs) Um, you know, like, you know, read reviews like, oh my gosh, my skin looks amazing. You know, like they super happy about their transformation and what they're achieving. Also, another point is, you know, to make sure that that provider that you're talking to is asking you, what is your concern? You know, um, I can, I can look at anyone and make some improvements, even if you're 16 years old, <laughs> Yes, but I want to know what you see. <laughs> and so we need to target what your, what your concerns are. And then I'll, you know, kind of add to that a little bit and enlighten you on some things, but yes. Thank you for saying that. Um, I have done some Botox and I love doing facials and I, I love yeah. learning about skincare. And at one point I went to somebody my very first time and I said, I really think I want to try some Botox around my eyes. And she said, you need it in your forehead. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
but I'm not concerned about my forehead because I'm a performer and I like to give good face and I, and I use my forehead and, and I, I like the movement and I, I don't mind the wrinkles. I'm concerned about here. And we literally had an argument that, no, I want to treat your forehead. You've got so much movement. Yes, I have so much movement and I want to keep that. And it was funny because we went round and round and round. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's, I mean, I don't know if you liked that, but I mean, that's not really productive. No, no, I did not like that. It was like, that's I mean, not why can, I'm here. And, and what the way I approach that is, you know, some people do come in with like, you know, it's like their whole face is this roadmap of wrinkles, and, but they only care about the one right over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I do try and re-educate and direct and kind of show them like visually when they look at themselves, how if I just treat that one little spot, it's really probably not going to achieve your goal. And I ask them, what is your goal? Is your goal to have beautiful skin or do you want to look younger or do you want to look more refreshed or what is your goal? You know, so that I can really drive down to what recommendations I'm going to make and really get specific with that and bang for buck. I hate wasting money on products or treatments that don't work. And I really want to hone it in for my people as well. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that kind of goes to that third level. Um, you know, the third level you talked about injections, you know, Botox, maybe even surgery. What, what's kind of the global stuff that falls into category number three and what can people expect? Yes. Great. Love Botox and fillers. <laughs> Most people are terrified of them, <laughs> but um, I always say that fillers are your best friends <laughs> because, you know, the most significant part of aging is the sag in the face. The jowls happen, the downturn of the mouth. We, our eyebrows fall down. You know, we get downturn of the eye. We start to just look tired. It looks like your face is melting. And why is that? It's because the underlying support, when you're younger, the whole face is filled with fat. If you look at a picture of your, when you're 15, you have really round cheeks, especially in the lateral face. And then that disappears. And so then the face falls down. So we get deeper folds around the mouth area through here. Um, we don't have as many dark circles and that gets worse as we get older because that fat pads disappearing there as well. And then the bone, the skull literally shrinks um, as you get older. So eyebrows fall down, jawline disappears. So we get loose neck tissue. I don't know what horrifies me. Like you were saying, when you look down oh <laughs> my look my cell phone and I see my neck, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Who is that? <laughs> so that's where fillers come into play. Um, now, Botox works. So a lot of people think Botox and fillers are the same thing. Very, very different. Um, so muscles become hyperactive, like between your eyebrows with the 11s or your forehead lines or crow's feet because they're, the skin isn't stretched taut anymore. It's now, it's now kind of loose over a shrunken structure. And so when we move the muscles, it starts to leave permanent lines. And so Botox goes into those muscles and pretty much paralyzes them. Um, it's super addictive. People love it. Um, most common areas is between the brows. That's called glabella. Um, you can do a little bit of a brow lift with it. You did crow's feet. Um, you know, some people like their forehead frozen where it can't move. I like mine where it can move a little bit because I don't like to be trapped in my head. <laughs> and you, you know, as a performer, it's a great, it's a great point, you know, because you like that expression. You know, some people like to be able to scowl and, you know, make expressions there as well. Um, but fillers, uh, the fillers that I like to use are made of hyaluronic acid. So that's like the Restylane family, Restylane, Define, Refine, Lift, and then the Juvederm family of products, which is a competitor company to them, which is like Voluma, Juvederm, um, Vobella, Velour. And so all of 
those are just different thicknesses of hyaluronic acid. So hyaluronic acid is a B vitamin that's basically in every cell of your body. So there's really um, minimal risks of reactions or anything like that. They're relatively very safe in the right hands as well. <laughs> um, you know, there's some dangers that can happen with those. Um, but again, you should always go to a provider that knows what they're doing and knows how to treat any problems that arise. And so Groupon scares me. <laughs> um, you know, people that, uh, you know, are just trying to get some sort of business in the door, kind of like, uh, you know, and they're, are they really willing to take care of you if anything happens? I don't know. Um, so, you know, again, building that relationship, but fillers, what we do with them, really the most natural fillers are the least noticeable. You know, no one should be able to see that you've had filler done unless that's what you're, what you want your outcome to be. You know, if you want people to say, Oh my gosh, I love your lips. You know, you know, Brand new. <laughs> but most of us, you know, I just want a little plumping in my lips. I don't want to look like I've had filler in my lips, you know? Um, but the goal is to rebuild what's, what's missing. So like rebuild where the fat pads used to be, Re rebuild where the cheekbones were and the jawline. So that just lifts the face back up. So we just look awake and we look refreshed and we look really natural and no one really knows why. <laughs> That's the art of that. <laughs> yes. And I, I like that you said art because it is an art. The face is a work of art. I, makeup to me even is a creative endeavor. It's yes. fun. And that makes sense. Replace what is gone. Just like in different areas of the body, when you lose fullness somewhere, you might work out and pump the muscle up a little bit when you're, you know, when you lose weight and the skin sags a little bit, you do things to counteract that. Yeah. So for fillers, um, how long do those tend to last? Um, what else do people need to know when they're thinking about that? So fillers, um, anywhere, you know, the, the companies have like their six month, 12 month indications on their labels, but you know, we clinically, they last way longer than that. Um, anything basically that you put underneath your eyes, through the cheekbones, through the jawline in areas that don't really have a lot of movement, you know, noses, uh, temples, lifting brows. I mean, you can do fillers about anywhere. Those are going to last a long time, like two to three years easily. I've seen it so many times, like, uh, especially, you know, we're probably heading through another weird economy, but back in 2007, when we hit that really hard time for several years, I had a, a, I had a male and a female that I literally did not see again until like 2012. And I had done filler underneath their eyes. Um, and I still see them. They come to me still to this day, but, um, they, I, I took pictures of them and we compared them to their 2007 pictures to 2012. They both still didn't need filler underneath their eyes. It still looked amazing. So I say that it lasts two or three years, but it really becomes your body and it ages just like you. So, so a lot of people have a fear like, oh my gosh, if I never do it again, am I going to look worse? No, it's just like you're, it's now entered in, it's reversed your aging process and you're still going to age just like you used to. Um, so Filler around the mouth because it's constantly moving, <clears throat> like your lips or lip lines, uh, usually lasts about a year there. Um, you're still aging underneath your fillers, so I say that you should do a little bit of filler at least once a year, um, you know, on that third level, so that we kind of keep the face nice and refreshed with that. 
I like that. And I'm just going to throw this in here. I don't know if this is the same experience that you have, but when I got, and, and listeners, I wish you could see me. <laughs> when I did get my uh, Botox around my eyes, she did talk me into doing some in my forehead. She said, I'm only going to do, and I can't remember, it was something ridiculously small, like however many units. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, trust me on this. I want you to do it. It will help relax those muscles so when you're not making expressions you won't be continually like filling those grooves i had the botox done maybe four years ago and i still have a ton of expression but when i'm relaxed the lines aren't there anymore just from that tiny little bit so it almost did reverse age and then same thing i never actually had it done around my eyes again because the skin softened out, the muscles relaxed. And yes, if I wanted to get it completely perfect, I would have to go back. But it just softened it enough that I swear it reset me to like 10 years ago. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So listeners, I just kind of want to validate that too. You can try something. It's not like, well, once I start, I'm stuck forever. Try it. See how it works for you. If it resets you to 10 years ago, go for it. Exactly. If that, and if that makes you, usually for most people, it makes them feel really good. You know, when they, and it, it amazes me. I mean, there's people of all sorts that come in and, you know, some of them are, are people you'd never like think that would be interested in any of this, but it makes them feel so good. And I just love being able to deliver that to them. Oh, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I want to take you through the five steps of Flaunt. And I want to talk about just what you said, feeling good and how it is really worthwhile to feel good. So we will be back in just a minute. You're a smart woman who has achieved a lot, but are you happy Do you sparkle with joy and enthusiasm, or are you living life on autoplay? You're not alone. Many successful women reach a point where they realize that they're not enjoying themselves, their jobs, or their families in the way that they thought they would. No matter what's blocking your sparkle, you can live full out and enjoy life again right now. Not after you lose 15 pounds, find love, or the kids leave home. Go to www.nakedselfworth.com and download the top 20 things that block your sparkle and what to do about them so you can stop seeking to please, proving your worth, and settling for less, and start living life on your own terms with enthusiasm, joy, and plenty of sparkle. And we are back with Christy Hall, the author of Skin Appeal, talking about all things beautiful. This month is all about sparkling, sparkling all season because you feel good, because you look good. The first half of the show, we talked a little bit about the daily routine, the deeper work that we can do, laser peels, and then that third level of like Botox, fillers, and maybe even surgery. We also talked about the fact that the skin is an organ and that we need to take care of our organ. And while there is nothing wrong or superficial about wanting to feel good, 
sometimes we still get locked into that belief. Oh, it's only cosmetic. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, I'm worthy no matter how I look. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, that is all true. It's a yes and. Yes, I'm worthy with brown spots and wrinkles. And I still enjoy looking better and feeling better. Can you talk a little bit about your experience around that whole psychological impact of looking good? Yeah, um, I feel like even for myself, um, you know, when I had the bad skin, I mean, it really, I was, I was coming out of a divorce anyway, so I wasn't in the best of self-esteem and confidence state and having my skin look bad on top of that. It was like, oh my gosh, every day was like a bad hair day. And, you know, and I was so excited when I, when I entered in the, into my career field now of cosmetic dermatology. And I just learned so much. I literally started day one and transformed my skin. Now I went through a lot of harshness with that (laughs) because there was a lot of peeling, but at the end of that two months, oh my gosh, my skin was, I I felt more confident. I looked in the mirror. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't have to wear makeup. My skin looked beautiful. And it really, I find that very empowering. So not only having the education of how to take charge of that yourself with, you know, knowing how to take care of your skin, knowing what, when you need Botox or fillers or lasers, you know, just that really educational part of that was really empowering to me. And I love just the confidence of, I I am now, I'll be 48 in a couple months. I started all this when I was 30 and and I look, I feel like I look better now than I did then. And I, and I just, I feel great. And I, I love teaching that to everyone. Mm-hmm. And it was important that you just said it was a few months that was difficult. It's yeah. like anything. Building a business is not pretty. You go into debt, you have sobbing moments. Getting an education is not pretty. You go into debt, you have sobbing moments. You don't think you're going to get it through. Having a baby is difficult. There's so many things that you do have to go through some of the icky places to get to where you want to be. Yes. Yeah. And that is okay. And I have not seen you from younger, but yes, you look amazing and you look fresh and natural and glowing. And I think that is what most women actually want is just to feel good and look good. Yeah. I find that, um, you know, I, I look a lot like my mom, so you can see what's coming down the road. Yeah, me <laughs> but, too. You know, when, when you start looking in the mirror and you're like seeing your mom and instead of seeing who you feel like on the inside, I mean, that's a little bit disturbing as well yes. <laughs> for me anyway. Yes. You know, so being able to kind of, you know, give myself the look that I want and the beautiful skin um, is so wonderful. Yeah, it is. It is. I'd like to take you through the five steps of flaunt. The five steps of flange are the steps that I use to help my clients feel good every day, to be centered and grounded in who they are so they can maintain their own center no matter what is going on around them. And it will give the listeners an opportunity to get to know you at a little bit deeper of a level too. F stands for find your fetish. And your fetish is that thing that brings you joy, that thing that you would just do because it's fun, not because it makes you better, not because it impresses somebody else, but just that nourishes your soul. What is your fetish? Uh, one of those, but um, 
You know, for me, it's about learning and constantly pushing myself to the next level and constantly looking at where I can improve myself to make me feel better. Um, so I love, you know, self-education. Um, I also love sharing that with people and, and inspiring others as well. So that's probably one of my fetishes. And that totally makes sense too, why you wrote this book, because you have been passionate about it. You have learned a whole heck of a lot and it's got to feel good to share that. Absolutely. Yeah. L is for laugh out loud. And I'm a big believer that we all look better when we're laughing and smiling and happy. What is the role that laughter has played in your life? Because I know you have gone through some difficult times and has laughter helped? Yes. um, I tend to be a very type A, <laughs> driven. Sometimes I drive myself nuts on how driven I am. Yes. <laughs> but I find that laughing at myself for, you know, even little things and not, you know, being so hard on myself um, is really helpful. Um, you know, so, you know, if I make a mistake, I laugh about it, you know, just like I hit the microphone there. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I think laughing at myself and, you know, not taking myself so seriously has been just really life-changing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. AU is what I call the golden center of flaunt. And that stands for accept unconditionally. It's my belief that there are many things in life that we can change. We can educate ourselves. We can share. We can laugh at ourselves. We can do all of these different procedures. And there are also certain things that we have to accept unconditionally because no matter what happens, we cannot change those things. (laughs) And that's hard. Can you talk a little bit about the role of accepting unconditionally some of the things about your skin and your face and your bone structure and what you sometimes have to accept unconditionally and knowing that balance between changing what you can and letting the rest go. Yes, I love I love that. And I I find it a lot, you know, especially in the younger generation nowadays with social media and, you know, all of these filters on social media that portray perfection. Um, and it's, you know, really about loving, loving, you know, who you are in your own skin. And, you know, you're never going to be perfect. I'm not perfect, you know, and perfection is not achievable. Um, you know, so being a little bit lighter on yourself and less harsh uh, with needing to have perfect skin, you know, as long as you look in the mirror and you say, oh my gosh, I like, I love my skin, then that's all that counts. You know, if your skin has acne scars on it or brown spots and you love it, then that's, that's important to you. So it's really about loving the skin that you're in uh, with that. And my role as a medical professional to guide you is to figure out um, what, you know, what we need to do to get you to that level of just, you know, self-satisfaction with everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. That's a tough one. The N in flaunt is navigate the negative. And I liken it to the Titanic, that when you're on the Titanic, and you see an iceberg coming, it's a really, really, really bad thing. When you're on a pleasure cruise, and you're out to see the icebergs, and you see the iceberg coming, it's a really, 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 really good thing. It's just your perspective. And that's how you navigate around both the obstacles that are there and your belief around those things. And when you said earlier, if you have scars and you like it, that's good. 
And if you have scars and you don't like it, let's address it. And that's sort of what I'm talking about when I talk about navigating the negative. You might see something as a negative and I don't. I did not see my forehead wrinkles as a negative. I did see my crow's feet as a negative. So, so much of it is subjective. In the skincare industry, how do you, how do you recommend people navigate around the beliefs that they've got, the problems that they've got? When, you know, you talked about somebody who's got a face full of wrinkles and they want to deal with this one thing, you had mentioned like looking at the overall goal. What is the overall goal that you want to achieve? How do you help bridge that gap and help people navigate between what I think I want and what maybe I really need in order to achieve the results that I want? Yeah, so I ask a lot of questions um, to really drill down to what is their ultimate outcome they're looking for and why, why do they want to do this? You know, like, um, is it because they've just gotten divorced and they're trying to you know, make themselves feel better or, you know, do they really just, you know, are not happy with the way they look and they want to look 15 years younger? Um, You know, so I try and really drive down to what the outcome is for that and then provide the education. And I think this is where a lot of uh, things go awry. (laughs) You know, when we see bad filler, (laughs) um, it's because, you know, that person has gone into a practice and wants these like giant lips or these huge apple cheeks. Okay. Number one, that doesn't look natural on anyone. And number two, me as the medical professional should drive down, do you want giant lips because you think that's going to make you look younger or do you just like giant lips? You know, um, you know, if you just like giant lips, great, let's do it. But if you feel like that's what's going to make you look younger, then I redirect and I go through the whole process of like, you know, what makes you look older is you look tired and you look saggy, you know, so yes, we can enhance your lips and give you, you know, some of that, but we should really start lifting the face back up, turning the corners of the mouth back up. And that's, what's going to give you that result that you're looking for. So, you know, for me, it's about figuring out what their goal is and just kind of helping figure out what direction we're going to go to get them there. Yeah. Are there any questions that you can share with our listeners who might be interested in pursuing something, but would like to think about it within themselves first, any list of questions to help them start thinking about their goal? Yeah. I mean, so look at yourself critically, like what I like to do for my patients and what we do in consultation is we take a picture with the face at rest straight on and then at a three quarter view and then at a side angle. Um, And so that you can see what other people see from different angles. You know, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we tend to zone in on one thing that we don't like. And, you know, if you kind of step back and look at a picture of yourself and, you know, if it's like, okay, well, I look great, then wonderful. You're happy. (laughs) If you're like criticizing like, oh, I look tired or I don't like those brown spots or I don't like these wrinkles, then let's figure out what we're going to do to get there. And like I said, it's really on a yearly basis targeting those three layers, daily skincare, maybe a deep skin rejuvenation. And and if you're, you know, over age 25, you're probably starting to need to do a little Botox and fillers uh, with that. So really kind of targeting those three different things um, on, you know, different levels uh, with that. So being critical of yourself and asking yourself, you know, what, what do I see when I look at myself that doesn't make me happy, you know, and, and then that'll help kind of create a list of things that maybe you want to start improving on. And then you can start figuring out with a little bit of research on how to do that. 
I like that with the pictures on the three angles, because yeah, you're right. We, we look like this and we don't see what other people see. So right. thank you for that. The last step of flaunt is T and that is trust your truth. And we all have a different truth inside and it drives us to do the things that we do. And you said that you're a very driven person and I want to know what is your truth? Why are you in the world today and what are the gifts that you bring to others? Uh, great question. Um, my truth is um, I'm very passionate about what I do. And I, for one thing, I, what kind of drove me to write this book and the way that I approach my patients is I really want them to be happy with their outcome of what they get. So education to me is super important. So I love to educate. Um, I love to inspire people as well. You know, I, I, I try and um, even though some of my interactions may not be long interactions with my patients, I feel like, um, you know, I've inspired a lot of them to, um, I had this one patient, she, um, she was in her mid thirties at that point. I think she's like in her late forties now, but she had just gone through a lot of life changes like divorce and like death of her parents. And she was just in a bad place. And, you know, and I, we started making her skin look good and she started to build more confidence. And I, and I kind of inspired her. She became a very successful real estate agent. And, and she, she still to this day credits me for giving her that inspiration of letting her know that she can achieve whatever she wants if she just sets her mind to it. And I just kind of give her the little icing on the cake of making her skin look more beautiful and giving her that confidence. But I love that. I mean, it's so, um, it's so rewarding to me to be an inspiration, to be um, an educator um, and to, to be truthful about things, you know, um, even with my skincare company, you know, it's about, we have our thing. It's about being confident. It's about truth and beauty. You know, um, we are very direct with Michael Christie skincare and like, I want to deliver results that you're going to love. Um, and I am very results driven. <laughs> you're going to yes. see results, <laughs> yes. um, you know, and, and that's what that's my thing is, you know, it's just being truthful and, um, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So, before we close this out, I want to make sure listeners know how to connect with you. First of all, I think buying your book is a great idea because they can start learning the global, you know, like you were talking about the whole world of what you can do, what things address, what issues, all of that. Second level, you do have your own skincare line. So no matter where they live, they can get a hold of you and find your skincare line. Um, so where can they find your book? Where can they learn more about your skincare line? And if they happen to be in Arizona, where can they find you? Yes, great question. So um, skincaremk.com um, slash smartstyle um, can get you access to our skincare line. Um, you know, all the steps that I talked about, we kind of boil down into our forever young um, core collection. And so it just makes it really simple. So again, we have different collections to kind of make it really simplistic uh, for people to kind of choose. We even have a seven day challenge, which are just little bottles, because I know some people are scared to make that step of investment. Um, but you will definitely see even some improvements on your skin within seven days of using the products. Um, you know, so that's kind of a nice entry point and it's not so scary <laughs> for some yeah. people. Um, you can get 
um, a copy of my book, which is called Your Beauty Advocate. It's kind of like a trail guide to the beauty world, you know, through skincare, through fillers and lasers. And I, I trail and try and make it very simplistic. I also go into a detox and kind of a diet working from the inside out as well in my book. And I, I, I've gotten really great reviews on it. I think people have really found it very helpful and really kind of navigating this crazy world of beauty, um, which gets even more overwhelming every day um, with that. But um, you can go to yourbeautyadvocate.com or again, skincaremk.com. Perfect. And I can put those in the show notes. So thank you so much for being with us, for helping us all learn how to sparkle during this holiday season and beyond, for allowing us to feel and look our best, both because it's fun to look good and also because it's healthy to look good because our skin is an organ and let's make ourselves as healthy as we can be. Listeners, thank you so much for being with us. Reach out to either one of us if you've got any questions. I absolutely can connect you to Christy and her book and her work. Have an amazing weekend as usual. Always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com.